You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Packs with She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And it is officially week one. We I did this cool thing earlier this week where I cracked a beer and you could hear it on the mic. And it was like a really cool thing. It was like setting the tone for football season. And then that recording is gone. It vanished. So that's why we are recording this on Saturday morning, trying to get the episode out to you as soon as possible so you can listen to it before the Bears game. Um, so I have iced coffee this morning, which isn't as clinkable because, uh, but I guess I don't drink beer at eight o'clock in the morning unless it's, uh, unless I'm at Lambeau tailgating. So I think, I think that's fair. <laughs> I'm not that Wisconsin, right? I'm like, line to draw in the sand. <laughs> uh, but Perry, we have football tomorrow. Tomorrow, the Packers and the Bears play at Soldier Field. Jordan Love's first official start as the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. What what an atmosphere to go into. The Soldier Field I, is going to be so hostile. I just have a feeling that he is not going to be phased. Yeah, um, yeah. There's something about him. Obviously, I do not know him personally. This is simply from, you know, interviews and things that his teammates have said, especially this week. But I think his teammates have all said that he's just like a very calm, cool, and collected guy. And that, like, he's the kind of guy you want to go in and fight for because he doesn't get rattled and uh I think that's a demeanor you kind of have to have to be an NFL quarterback especially one that's going to last quite a long time um but yeah it's definitely an atmosphere that's not going to be at all friendly not that most road atmospheres are friendly but this one in particular is not going to be at all yeah he uh he was on total packers with Larry McCarron this past week and he he comes off so calm and cool and collected and it's like you know you said it players have talked about the fact that he's really hard to shake and to rattle and you know Larry asked him like what are the expectations for the season and he said you know it's like every season is a Super Bowl expectation and of course every team says that and thinks that but like the energy that they have like you can tell he's ready to be the guy it's got to be hard to be the guy be the face of a franchise when you're in college and then come to the NFL and have to sit for a couple of years. Like you can just tell by the way that he's been acting that this isn't like too big of a moment for him. And he's absolutely ready to take the reins and just prove what he can do. And I thought it was kind of, I don't know the right word for this. It's impressive, but you're also like, Oh man. Um, he was talking about how he's like never afraid to like throw interceptions because he always, it's like a risk reward. Like he wants to take the shot and he wants to, you know, never be afraid on the field, which I think is like a really cool attitude. But then you hear that and you're like, 
but don't throw like that many interceptions. <laughs> don't do it that often. Don't like lean into like the Brett Favre of it yeah, all. Yeah, don't, don't go that <laughs> Um, I mean, he is going to be down a weapon though in this game. So that is to be noted. Um, we can go through the injury report. It was quite short which I would hope it would be going into week one. Uh, it's only going to get longer as the season goes on. Um, Romeo Dobbs is questionable, which I don't know how you feel, but I get the sense that he's going to play, um, especially if he practiced. I can't imagine he's going to want to sit out. But Christian Watson is officially out. It's not even game day, and we know that Christian Watson is not playing. He did not practice um, with a hamstring injury. I understand it. Right. It's week one. Don't push it. Hammies can be really finicky. Um, There's no reason to like force him out there, but that sucks. Um, There's no two ways about it. That is an unfortunate turn for this offense who needs all the weapons they can get, um, which means that they're basically starting with Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, a second year receiver in Romeo Dobbs. And all rookies. This is the all rookie team. <laughs> so, um, just thoughts on Christian Watson, and then also just how this offense is going to operate now. Sons nine. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's really easy to like you know to rag on the Bears for a number of things, but really though, I think Soldier Field is one of the worst places you would want someone to play if they kind of have a lingering injury. Like we've seen Aaron Jones get hurt there and miss time. Like. It is not a good football field. And I know that they like tore up their grass and they were trying like a new type of seed and who knows if that's going to make a difference. But as much as it sucks, I think the Packers have to think long-term 17 game season. Now Um, the buy is kind of right in the middle too. So it's not like they have an early buy to kind of get him to and get him rested. So it is unfortunate, but I think that the Packers have speed elsewhere like Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, I think those guys can help kind of tilt some of the defensive looks. And I know they're rookies, right? So they still have to prove that they're worthy of coverage. Um, It's going to be a big, I think, game for Romeo Dobbs if he's able to play because you know that he's going to be wide receiver one, target one, not counting, of course, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Yeah, totally. I, um, I have a mixed feelings about it because – I just don't know what this offense like looks like. And I would imagine that Christian Watson is 100% a huge piece of this. Yes. But I almost feel like if you're going to be missing your wide receiver one, week one is probably the best time to not have him. Like there's no film. Yeah. It it doesn't change the way like the bears are going to prepare for the Packers. They still have like not really any idea like the rest of us of like what this team is going to do on the field. And I still genuinely feel like, they should be leaning into the run game heavy in this game anyway, especially against the Bears front, who is like not very strong. So I think they're going to be okay. I also still think that even with Christian Watson out there, like this passing game was going to have its ups and downs. The rookies are still going to have potentially drops, miscues, et cetera. Like none of that is going to change. Um, And if there's one player that has this like clear connection with love, it's going to be a little bit of that security blanket aside from Aaron Jones, it's going to be Romeo Dobbs. Right. So I don't know. I still feel like they're going to be okay. I still feel like the outlook of this game to me, the let's the slug fest, the not being too high scoring, um, 
the kind of ups and downs, a decent amount of punts. I guess still feel like that is what this game is going to look like. And it would have looked like that to me, even with Watson on the field. But I will say, I really wanted them to open the season with the same 75-yard bomb <laughs> to him as they tried in the Vikings game last year. And now that will not come to fruition. So I, I love that you say that because we talked about that just like a little bit on Pack-A-Day. And one of the, like we always on the Thursday show had to do X factors and key matchups and like how the Packers can win the game, which is changing now that I'll be moving to Mondays. Um, but so our last show, we talked about like ways that this offense can be successful. And I said, as much as we would love like a 70 yard bomb to Jaden Reed, like nobody would complain about that. Right. If that's how the Packers open the season, I want to see Jordan love just like eight minute drives, like sustained march down the field, like get comfortable, get in rhythm, like, clean pocket because his line is just playing really well. Like I think just kind of sharing the ball, you know, like Jaden Reed gets a catch, Luke Musgrave gets a catch, like get everybody acclimated and like feel it. That's how I want to see them win this game. Just like completely dominate time of possession. Give your, like keep your defense fresh because chasing Justin Fields is like, it's going to be its own project, right? Like he can scramble better than most quarterbacks. So yeah, I just want to see him go down the field and take what the defense gives him. But, of course, if the shot is there, take the shot. Yeah. Well, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, I, I think we've talked about this earlier in the week, and I just think I expect a little bit of, like, a simplified offense, the, at least the beginning of this game. Like, take the short route, take the underneath stuff, take the check downs or if they're there. Like, not that I think that Love is going to be pressured all that much in this game, to be honest. I don't think that the Bears front – has any guys that like necessarily scare me, especially going up against a Packers offensive line. That's very, very good. Um, So I think if the deep shot is there, he's certainly going to have the time to get the ball down the field, but I can imagine Matt LaFleur kind of scheming up some easy stuff just to get the jitters out, right? Like this is like game one, pretty much everyone on this team besides like a a handful of guys that I count on one hand have like never played an NFL game before. Um, (laughs) And, (laughs) And, oh, God, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> You're like, and, I'm nervous now, but it's funny. Yeah. And um, and there's going to be a lot of adrenaline pumping. So, like, you got to get them, like you said, in that rhythm. But, like, start off with some just, like, good, clean shots for love, some nice completions just, like, to shape that off. Um, because he's only played two or three series a game. He's played, like, a quarter in the preseason and a quarter, you know, besides the Chiefs game in the Eagles game. So this is going to be really his first opportunity to kind of like showcase himself over the course of an entire game over the course of four quarters. And that's going to take stamina. Um, And I think, I I think Matt LaFleur is going to have some nice like scripted stuff for them um, early on in the game, just to get everybody settled down. Yeah. And it's funny because we keep talking about the inexperience at the wide receiver room And, you know, Watson had almost 700 yards last season, nine touchdowns. Uh, Dobbs had like 425 yards and three touchdowns. So, yes, there's an experience there. But I almost would argue that the tight end room is worse, right? Like Josiah DeGuara, only one in that room that's had NFL experience. And in his three-year career, he's had 371 yards and two touchdowns in three years. And I know it's just not like his brand of football, right? Like he wasn't the offensive dynamo that they expect Luke Musgrave to be, but it's just going to be really interesting to see kind of the personnel that they trot out. Like I would expect to see a little more 21 than we're used to with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time, because I think that's going to be part of it too, is just 
giving Jordan Love weapons wherever they play, however they line up, to have guys that are available for him, whether it's a check down or, you know, like a quick out, like just those kind of things to give him the security that he needs to move the ball. Definitely. Um, let's, let's talk, talk about Justin Fields. Yeah. Want to talk about Justin Fields? Okay. The flip side <laughs> of this, which is the Packers defense, the more experienced unit of the two, uh, needs to stop the Bears offense. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, this is, it's a completely different looking offense, I think, than what we're used to from the Bears. And I say that because last year, the Bears had a pretty abysmal wide receiving core. And then they went out in the offseason, they traded the first overall pick to the Panthers for a, just a haul of picks, and they got DJ Moore. No, no receiver on the Bears roster last season had over 500 yards. Cole Komet was the only player that did, and he had like 544 yards. Like he just, they weren't moving the ball through the air a ton. DJ Moore, with three different starting Panthers quarterbacks, had like 888 yards and I think like seven touchdowns. So he is the ultimate wide receiver one for a young quarterback that needs to establish like an air attack on an offense and we don't like chase Claypool. Maybe he has a resurgence Darnell Mooney. I think he's a fine, like wide receiver three, but like DJ Moore is the guy. So to flip it on you now, what do you think we see from Joe Barry's defense with like Jair? Do you think there's a possibility that Jair shadows DJ Moore? You don't think so? I mean, so all we've been hearing so far from Joe Barry is that this Packers team is going to be different from 2022. Like they're not going to be the same. We've heard from players too, like the run scheme, especially like they, they're like, it is going to be different when it comes to the secondary. I don't know. And I say that because I don't think that, how do I put this? I think in a vacuum, you would love to put Jair on DJ Moore have him play man, have him shadow him all game. That's just like not realistic. I think it's going to be, I think he's going to be on him quite a bit, but I also think that I'm fine if it's Rasul that's on DJ Moore, right? Like I think our outside corners are skilled enough that they actually don't have to play um, too much shadow game. That's just not Joe Barry's game. And like, they're going to play a decent amount of zone as they should, because the bears running attack is probably, I think their strength and they have to make sure to kind of keep Justin Fields in check. But I also think that it's really hard to do that when your safeties are like a huge question mark. Um, I think, yeah, you need to a little bit like 
mitigate what's happening all the way at the back end of your defense. And that means moving pieces around, uh, not dependent on who you're lined up against. But I think it's okay because we have, the Packers have some very, very strong cornerbacks who can, I think, line up all three of them against anybody, even if they put DJ Moore in the slot. Like, I feel like I trust Nixon to like go in there and make a play. Yeah. And I think part of that too is if we flip it a little bit, it's going to come down to this front seven getting pressure and containing Justin Fields because we do know that he holds the ball or he did last season hold the ball longer than any quarterback. And part of that is because he's mobile, right? And he scrambles and by nature, he will hold the ball more, but he was also the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last season. So to not give him those big play opportunities with his legs or through the air to find a guy like DJ Moore, I think you're going to look at guys like Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary and his limited looks. If, Luke Van Ness gets to play at all like what you know kind of pressure they can bring Kenny Clark this is a eh offensive line like it's kind of unproven Braxton Jones is only a second year player he's starting at left tackle which he did some of last season because Tevin Jenkins is on IR Cody Whitehair's left guard Lucas Patrick is their starting center right now because of injuries uh Nate Davis they brought over from the Titans in free agency as their right guard and then Darnell Wright was their first round pick of the draft so just completely inexperienced as a rookie could be very good was a first overall or a first round pick, but just unproven. So I think that what we expect from this Packers front is that they should be able to bully that offensive line. Yeah, hundred percent. I think this is the best defensive front the Packers have had in years. Um, and this is the kind of offensive line that you need to be like testing, you know, like what, where's the bar? Like is the bar that, we're bullying guys like this and it's a little bit harder against, you know, when we go up against the lions, for example, Mm -hmm. or if we're struggling against this offensive line, then we got to fix what we're doing because we have a problem. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, Not to just completely derail the show, but what did you think of the lions and chiefs game? Did you get to watch any of it? Thoughts on the lions being one and O to start the season for the first time in like six years. I did get to watch it. I did fall asleep at some point in the fourth quarter, but Um, no scoring happened after I fell asleep. So I feel confident. I saw everything important. Um, Don't forget those Eastern time zones, late games. They're so tough. Um, I thought the line, I mean, here's what I have to say. And I think this is applicable to Packers bears as well. Week one is fluky. Week one is weird. Like it is just never what this team, any team is going to look like throughout the season. Um, The chiefs had, an absolutely abysmal performance from their skill position players, right? Um, They're missing two of their best players in the league. And that's not to like diminish what the Lions just did. I think the Lions went in and played a very tough game and ground out a game against the Super Bowl champs, regardless of who's on the field for them in a really hostile environment. That's huge. I think like Dan Campbell's team is showing like consistently who they are, which is like a team that will not back down. Um, and will not get bullied no matter what environment they're in. Um, I have a lot of respect for them. I also think that like people really hate on Jared Goff and we'll see how it goes the rest of this season. But if Jared Goff plays another season, like he did last season, which was quite solid, like Jared Goff is a pretty solid starting quarterback. I thought he looked like very nice in this game. Like obviously he missed a couple of throws, but he hits his reads where he needs to, and he trusts his skill position players to make plays. That's also coaching, right? Like he, Dan Campbell's like, you know, get the ball to Amon Ra. He's going to do great things. Ta-da. Um, 
but I also think that it was really fun to see some of the young rookies that the Lions maybe got a little heat for taking value-wise. All of their rookies made plays. Literally all of them were contributors, made plays. It was, like, really fun to watch Brian Branch pick six Patrick Mahomes. Um, I just think the Lions are a really fun wild cardy type team. Not wild card in the sense that they're going to the wild card game. I mean, an actual, like, wild card, like, if you're playing Uno. Yeah, no, (laughs) it's a good way to put it. And I said, you know, like, I, I mean, I hope I'm right when I said on pack a day that I wasn't sure about the lions and I don't know if they're worthy of the hype. Like we want the Packers still to win the division, obviously, but it is nice, I guess, a little bit refreshing to see the lions kind of being in the conversation for the North instead of always the bike. Like it's, it's refreshing when it's not your team to have somebody else to look at instead of the Vikings or the bears. Um, But yeah, I mean, Sam Laporta, their tight end that they took in the second round, five targets, five receptions for 39 yards and two first downs. So like, I don't know, that kind of feels like what I would expect like Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave to do, right? Like those aren't barn burning numbers. He had five catches for sub 40 yards, but he moved the chains a couple times. And like, that's how you get guys integrated into the offense. And I'm just really excited to see what Jordan Love does with his skilled players on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I would take Tucker Craft out of that sentence, but yes. <laughs> like I think five five catches for like 40-ish yards for Luke Musgrave. This game feels actually like pretty on, on the nose. Pretty manageable, yeah. Yeah, um, especially because you're A, missing nine, and B, you saw how much love went to him in the preseason and just how important he's going to be and just his overall athleticism. I couldn't be more excited for a player. I don't think I've like ever seen – a tight end with this athleticism on the Packers, at least not since Jermichael Finley. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for the <laughs> for the Packers to have a true weapon in the middle of the field. Um, any other final thoughts on this one? I mean, I think there's the obvious, right? Like there's a rookie kicker, a rookie punter, special teams. Keyshawn Nixon's still back there, but that's kind of the biggest X factor or one of the biggest X factors going into this game is can special teams put up points when Jordan love marches down the field? Can they help successfully flip the field? So the defense doesn't have short fields to work with. Yeah. I actually am glad you brought up special teams because I was thinking about this recently. And I mean, Keisha Nixon is now a starting slot receiver, right? Um, sorry. Starting slot corner. <laughs> be he probably really funny. could be. This is what happens when you record in the morning. (laughs) I mean, put him out there, sure. But he's your starting slot corner, which means he's playing a ton of snaps now on defense. And while I think we all have very high expectations, as expected, um, from last season that Keyshawn Nixon is going to be this dynamic returner, I still think he's going to be. But I also think that we need to be aware that he is just – playing more like he is going to be tired and if the defense is on the field for quite a length of time I wouldn't be surprised if they use other players to return depending on how Nixon feels now he's obviously going to be your starting return man for kickoffs but like I think Jaden Reed is probably going to return some punts Mm -hmm. and they're going to use him he looks apparently very natural out there like they're going to use him as well um I don't know who else after those two would be your starters. But I just wouldn't be surprised if it's not 100% Nixon all the time, simply because he has another job now. Yeah, and he's got a full plate. And 
It's and apparently changing. he's playing in the slot. <laughs> hey, Christian Watson's gone. Keyshawn Nixon's got burners. Put him on just a fly route and let him go and see what happens. He's got hands. Maybe that's a trick play we'll see later in the season. I honestly put him in the wildcat. Let him just do whatever he wants to do because he clearly has proven that good things happen when he touches the football. All right. So funny. What are your final thoughts? I think just that I don't necessarily expect this to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be really gritty and physical. And I think in saying that, my prediction is that we see a different-looking Packers team. I kind of think that this is a team that is going to get punched in the mouth this year, but I expect them to be able to punch back. Yeah, and I, agree I, I like that mentality. I think that's been missing from some of the Lafleur teams. So I'm not saying that Lafleur is going to like be in the locker room and telling guys to bite kneecaps. Like that's not Lafleur, but I do think that we're not going to see as many comments this year from the Robert Salas that said like, "Oh, we knew if we punched them, they were just going to lay down." Like. I don't think that's who this Packers team is anymore. And I, that makes me happy. Me too. So final score predictions. I I'm trying to remember what we said earlier in the week. I think like- I, I stand by my 17, 13 Packers. Okay. I might yeah. bring it down to 14, 13 Packers without a Christian Watson. Yeah. But I still I think they eat this out. I, yeah. 20 to 17 feels right. 17 to 14, 17 to 13. Like, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by either side. I think it could come down to special teams. Like if, if Andres Carlson can trot out there and win the game with his leg, like that's what we're hoping, but it could be a pretty close. It honestly wouldn't shock me if it was like 21, 20, you know, like what we saw on Thursday night, like something really close that's going to come down to somebody having to make a final drive. But that is all the time that we have on today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We know we got this one out here pretty late, but we hope you still enjoy it. Week one is here. Tomorrow you will be watching the Packers at the Bears at Soldier Field. Week one, Jordan Love's first official start as the court, the starting quarterback. It's going to be really fun. We made it to football season. You can find the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. We'll be back Monday breaking down the game and then we'll have preview episodes. So we're back to a two episode schedule and you'll also be able to find the shows on YouTube during the season. So thank you of course for listening to the show and go back. Go, go back. Go.